0: Arizona football is in the Alamo Bowl against Oklahoma. Remember the Alamo, but will Oklahoma remember the Alamo? All that and more on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And locked on Wildcats, your first listen of the day. I am Mike Luke. All right, we're going to break down Arizona, Oklahoma. Meanwhile, I have Mark Breen or Mike Breen, along with Doc Rivers and Doris Burke to the left of me. So again, but I will stay focused here on Arizona football. All right, now the Alamo Bowl is here. I've been to I've been to the Alamo before when I was very very young. Um and you probably don't care about any of that, so I'm not going to get into that. But Arizona football, um, if I were to tell you before the year that uh, Arizona was going to go 9-3 and three and put together probably one of the top three seasons in uh, school history, you would say you're an idiot. And um, But I didn't say that, so therefore I can't claim credit for it. But I will say this. A big part of why Arizona's here, well, I will say the overwhelming part of it is here, is, well, two things. Jed Fish. Knows what he's doing is a fisher of recruits. He brings in good players and he develops them. It's weird watching NFL scouts at NFL or at U of A practices when we're not used to seeing any of that. We don't generally see any NFL scouts at U of A practices because there is no reason to be here. There is a lot of different reasons now. The other one, my guy, Noah Fafita, I understand I would have voted for Jed Fish for. Uh, conference coach of the year, but the one pushback that I do hear from people is saying, well, you know, he stayed with Jaden Delora for five games. I can't argue with that. Jaden Delora did some good things. He's moving on. Uh, wish him nothing but the best. Glad he's moving on. Noah Fafita is dra- obviously a much, much better football player, and uh, that has been evident. He comes in here, and again, he's a he comes in, and he basically— kind of runs the show you watch him and you say man that this guy doesn't really play like a freshman out there granted he's a redshirt freshman but he has an understanding of the game a grasp of the game and you can tell you can give a lot of that credit to his pop so les Fafita who um been coaching him since obviously at a very early age and there was certainly a connection um with this team and I think that's something that you also have to put in you look at I mean, the four players they got out of Servite High School, three of them have already been game changers for the U of A. And the fourth one, Kian Burnett, is probably a year away from being really good as well. But this is kind of a – this was a transformational recruiting class in U of A football history. Um, Again, just going off the top of my head, all the players who were in that 2022 class, Noah Fafita, Tedaroa McMillan, Jacob Manu, Jonas Savanea, Ephesians Prysock, Takario Davis – Jacob Manu, uh, Wendell Moy, I can keep going. A lot of players, a lot of these guys are going to play in the NFL. And that's kind of how Arizona got to this situation, is having that class that was able to put Arizona in the position to be able to succeed in the manner in which it did. But this all obviously happened because once Noah Fafita took over against Stanford and led Arizona do a touchdown. Then he iced the game away. And... Arizona was uh, the better for the wear and he never really looked back. I mean, against Washington, he had some up and down moments, but he also didn't uh he also didn't play poorly. Again, three touchdowns, uh, one interception, and again, um he didn't have kind of the cataclysmic game-changing bad plays that Jaden Delora was doing. And then against USC, I think that was really his coming out party. Uh, being at that USC game, you knew up close that man, this is a little bit different. Um First of all, Arizona, from a talent perspective, didn't look that much different than USC, which is a, a huge departure. But a lot of that also is is when you've got a defense that can play complimentary football off of the offense, knowing that the offense is going to put you in a position to succeed. That's exactly what Noah Fafita did. Again, uh, I think in that game, five touchdowns, one pick uh, in triple overtime was absolutely incredible. Outplayed Caleb Williams, who's probably going to be the first pick in the draft. Um So there's obviously that. Now, uh, Arizona then ran the table and beat some very good teams in the process, destroyed Washington uh, Washington uh, Washington State, Oregon State, UCLA, Utah, ASU. Nobody wants any part of Arizona. And we're going to find out if Oklahoma does. Now, listen, I'm ecstatic to be going to the Big 12. Oklahoma's obviously leaving the Big 12. But the one thing that I think people need to keep an eye on is Um, How does the Arizona talent look on the field? That to me is a big part of it. I wanted to play Oklahoma uh, as opposed to Oklahoma State just because I wanted to see Arizona against another team that is really, really good from the, uh, excuse me, from the uh, off um, across the board on offense and defense. I wanted to be able to see that and just kind of see how does it look? How does everything kind of play its uh, play its way out? That would have been fine against Oklahoma State, but obviously there's a different level of talent between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. And on top of that, we can get some good bonus points with our good friends uh, joining the Big 12 who are not happy with their Oklahoma uh, stablemates by beating Oklahoma on the way out. Now, a part of this is going to also be how badly does Oklahoma want to be here? I don't care how badly Oklahoma wants to be here. All I need is Arizona to get the win. Arizona's had two years in its franchise's history where uh, they've won 10-plus games. Arizona is going to be in that position to be able to get 10-plus wins. And not only are they going to be able to be in that position, um, I expect them to win this game, and a variety of reasons why, which we'll get into. But you also got to remember, this would be such a string of springboard, springboard into next year because – Arizona is probably going to go into next year if they're not going to be a preseason top 10 team, they're going to be somewhere around 12 to 13, which has not happened in since what 1999 been a long time. So there's a lot of there's a lot of that that's in play. But now let's talk about uh, offensively then for Arizona. Arizona's got to score points. Um, a big part of where uh, why Arizona was able to win games with Noah Fafita taking over for Jaden DeLora was that not uh, they were scoring points, but they weren't turning the ball over. And a big part of scoring points and not turning the ball over is uh, being able to um, hit the open receiver. How many times did it feel like with uh, Jaden DeLora where he was just looking at one wide receiver and nobody else was open and but then once no Fafita comes in, no Fafita is spreading the ball around uh, Malachi Riley's getting involved. Uh, not only is Malachi Riley getting involved, you also have uh, Kevin green jr. Shout out Kevin green senior. If you're listening, AJ Jones getting some catches and then obviously Teteroa McMillan and Jacob Cowing were getting their catches as well. And Tanner McLaughlin, uh, the other T Mac, his production certainly did not uh, go by the wayside. Um, and, and, Again, when you've got those kind of weapons, you've got to be able to have a quarterback that can get you the ball. And that is certainly what Arizona was able to do with Noah Fafita. He's able to get all of those guys the ball. And it also played the running game as well, where it became a little bit more interesting. And we're going to talk about the running game and what it means uh, next. But first ebay motors all right ebay motors here's the cool thing about ebay motors how many of you have taken your car to a vehicle shop and said man well you know what i'm going to get screwed out of about 500 bucks because they're going to tell me these uh these prices are way more than they should be ebay Motors says none of that we are in the year 2023 going into 24. get your parts from us we will save you money cut out the middleman Get your parts, then bring it to a mechanic, a leader that you trust. eBayMotors.com, the right parts, the right fit, the right prices. Again, as I always tell you, you'll thank me later. Save a lot of money. John Schuster, the great John Schuster, the venerable John Schuster, has gone through eBayMotors.com before, and it has worked out just splendid for him. If it can work for Schuster, it can work for anybody. Check it out, eBay Motors. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, we talked about the passing game. Um, Now, we've got to keep something in mind here. Jordan Morgan, first-round pick Jordan Morgan. We're not used to saying that first-round pick uh, so-and-so, so-and-so. Jordan Morgan is a first-round pick. He will be sitting out the bowl game. I have no problem with that. He bet on himself after tearing his knee up last year. Came back, played incredibly well. He is going to be a very high pick. I have absolutely no pro. I have absolutely no problem with him sitting this game out. I think he should sit this game out. So, what does that mean? We're going to be able to see some other players in play. Um, Jonah Sabanea obviously is going to be a tackle. Um, I would imagine he's going to be your left tackle next year. Joe Bourgeon probably going to get some uh, some snaps there. On um, but. I'm also curious to see what happens with Raymond Polito. Uh, Raymond Polito, shout out Robert Polito, um, kid that was committed to Alabama for the longest time. Came in and once he was able to get healthy, all of a sudden uh, the the line really kind of picked up its pace. Not that it wasn't good before, but you could tell the Polito kind of had a next level, of, a little bit of talent in there that not a lot of these, uh, not a lot of the uh, other players had. Polito was a very, very nice addition in there. Um, So I think that's what you're going to be looking at from your three tackle positions. Then Wendell Moy, um, he's going to be a stalwart, a guard. Not only will he be a stalwart, a guard, he will be a stalwart, a guard as long as he is here. That was another nice little, uh, uh, nice little scouting by Jed Fish and staff. And then we can't forget it. Leif Magnuson. Leif played very well this year. Leif started five or six games. Leif's going to be in that rotation. Big fan of Leif. Um, so Arizona's got some depth options there that uh, I think you could keep an eye on and then Josh Baker on the uh at the center position it's been solid all year not sure he ever plays in the NBA or well I don't think he's going to play in the NBA I can actually assure you he won't play in the NBA but I don't know that he's going to play in the NFL either but either way that doesn't mean that he can't be a really good college player and they need to keep opening up uh, holes for Arizona's running back triumvirate Arizona's got a very nice little trio. First and foremost, Jonah Coleman. Uh, The 5'8", 225-pound bowling ball has been a – he's been Arizona's best running back this year. And I think that he needs to have a huge game against Oklahoma. A big reason he needs to have a huge game against Oklahoma is because I think that Arizona, when they play their best, it's when they are – it's when they are running the ball out. And so he's been that guy. Not only has he been that guy – But Michael Wiley, it was allowed to use him in more of a pass-catching role. I believe Michael Wiley – now, listen, he was injured this year, so that kind of stinks. But when he played, he certainly showed that he was a – he certainly showed that he was a very good pass-catcher, and I think that is going to translate into the – I think that's going to translate into the next level. But I think between those guys, DJ Williams, maybe salt the uh, ball away as well, Arizona's got a lot of opportunities there to be able to make some – Score some points now. Uh, defensively, Oklahoma is fascinating because generally, when you think Oklahoma, you think of defensive lines that can you know kind of overpower you or you know can get a lot of sacks. That's not the case this year. Oklahoma only had 19 sacks this season, Arizona, meanwhile, almost doubled that up as well, not doubled but had 10 more sacks. And Arizona's probably got a better pass rush now. You certainly can't take Oklahoma for granted. Um, when it comes to that, and you got a DB with multiple pick sixes. So again, I mean, it's not like that. there's a massive talent disparity, but it's also not the kind of talent disparity that I think that we're used to seeing when Arizona plays a team like in Oklahoma. Now, defensively, then here's where it gets fascinating for the Wildcats. Um, you've obviously, Oklahoma, Dylan Gabriel, quarterback for Oklahoma, has moved on, going to go play for Oregon, but I actually think that this was a good move for Oklahoma because you've got the top-rated quarterback in the entire country from last year out of Texas. Um, it's gonna be his team going forward. And I'm a big fan. If you know that again, it's not like your season is lost, but if you know that next year is going to be kind of the uh for lack of a better term, you know, you're it's you wanna get you wanna get this quarterback's feet wet. And it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds, because keep in mind, you've already got, uh, with uh, Nick Anderson at wide receiver, you've got a big game breaker, believe he was committed to Oregon, and then Drake Stoops, um, you all obviously know that name. Um, there It's an interesting running back uh, duo, where I think with Arizona, it's going to be a fascinating to see how the corners play, uh, because... You know, Jed Fish talked about it from day one. He wanted to have bigger corners. He wanted to have a Takario Davis and an Ephesians Prize Sock, players that are 6'3", 6, 6'4", 6, as opposed to kind of the 5'9", 5, 5'10". 5, it's going to be an interesting matchup. Again, Nick Anderson not used to going against cornerbacks that are about as good as him or about as tall as him. That's going to be the case here. And both these players for the U of A are probably going to play in the NFL. So it's going to be a nice little test for both of them. Now, a big part of it, too, is making – Oklahoma's passing game uncomfortable. And that's something, too, that I think Arizona fans have to be very pleasantly surprised with in that Arizona this year had, uh, you know, averaging two and a half sacks per game. I mean, there were, uh, I think, Jed Fish's first year, I want to say they averaged one or something like that. So, and it was from a a variety of different angles. We've already talked, we've obviously talked a lot about Taylor Upshaw coming in from Colorado, getting eight and a half sacks, but then Jacob Manu getting six and a half sacks at that linebacker position. And then a big part of it too, is the play from the defensive lineman up front, big Bill Norton, big Bill Norton, BBN. Big Bill Norton will be coming back next year. Talk about an early Christmas present for U of A football fans. Um, You talk about a player that is um, probably a little bit uh, undersold just because the stats aren't there. But Big Bill Norton has been a leader in the trenches. He has been very, very good for Arizona. And I think uh, Arizona fans are rightfully ecstatic about him coming back because, again, at about 6'5", 355, he is a huge guy and he can take up multiple blockers, he has done exactly what he is supposed to do. He's going. That's going to be a big game for him with Oklahoma because, again, if he can take up multiple blockers, then inside you've also got your Tia Saveas, your Tyler Minoas, your Jacob Gungeikas, just a, a lot of players that are just bigger, more explosive athletic dudes, and um, then with those guys taking up blocks – And then it becomes a little bit easier for Isaiah Ward, for Russell Davis to be able to make plays off the edge. Overall, though, in the past, when Arizona has had a, uh, when Arizona has had good teams, especially under Rich Rod, felt a little fluky. Didn't really feel like it was sustainable. It felt like you were relying on gadgetry on a coach putting players in position to succeed. Whereas Jed Fish has a roster where everybody just kind of looks better than everybody else. And I think that's what's, I think that's why Arizona has been able to sustain this streak in the manner in which they have is because they've just been bigger. They've been more physical and not only have they done that, they've been able to kind of wear teams down. And you really don't see that generally from uh, Arizona football. And on the secondary, we got to give the uh, return of the great one, Dwayne Aquino, a lot of credit. Um, I told Shear, people that didn't, uh, Dwayne Aquina was a very bad offensive coordinator here at the U of A, but he was also a very good defensive mind. And so when he was coming back as a special analyst, I told Shear, who didn't know who he was because Shearer didn't even move to Tucson until 02. I told him, I said, Oh, I said, this is very, very good news. And then Shear said, An old white guy that can't recruit. No, I'm good. And I said, You are wrong. Jason Shear was wrong. Dwayne Aquina was right. But either way, he's been fantastic. Uh, he puts everybody in the position they need. And I think the, the working relationship between him and Johnny Nansen has been something that you got to credit both guys with. Because, you know, when you're a person of Dwayne Aquina's caliber, a lot of times you're coming in and I don't know that you're gonna be okay being a special assistant. I mean, you've got a you know, you've got a, a background, you've got a resume that is not uh not uh incumbent with that. He has not obviously been that uh he has obviously been more than okay with the role that he has been put in. And Johnny Nansen, a lot of DCs would not be cool with um dealing with another dealing with another uh, uh guy. They want to have their own spot. They've had a very good working relationship. Now, on the other side, we are going to talk. We break it down. How I see this game unfolding in the meaning for the University of Arizona. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, it is time to break down how I see this game unfolding. I'm back in the A. I am going to pick Arizona to win this game. And not only am I going to pick Arizona to win this game, I think Arizona is going to win this game 34 to 24. I think for a variety of reasons, it's going to be interesting, but I think Arizona wants this game a little bit more and, Listen, Jordan Morgan's out, which is obviously a blow to Arizona. But Oklahoma's also missing a uh, a ton of players, especially along the line, that I don't think that they thought they were going to miss. Jackson Arnold's going to be interesting to see what he can do. But I think that uh, I think Arizona's ready for this moment. And I think this entire team knows that if they win this game, especially on national TV, against a blue blood program like in Oklahoma, that you could really be going into next season with college football uh, playoff aspirations. Cause keep in mind, it's moving to 12. You go into the big 12, you return most of your players. I think 18 to 22 starters, you're going to be the pick of it by a lot of people to win the conference next year. And that's something that I don't think that you can really uh, minimize. So this this has a lot to do with uh, I think this coaching staff. I think this roster is more than uh, more knows more than anybody what's at hand. And for the individual players, it's also kind of a nice little uh, uh, jump. Noah Fafita, um, he's he's already showing up on some Heisman lists for next year, uh, and it's deservedly so. Uh, Ted Roa McMillan, he's only going to be a junior next year, but everybody knows that he will be off to the NFL after next year. Um, he is what a first-round pick wide receiver is supposed to look like. And a lot of different players. You're Jonas Sabanaya, kind of the same way along the line. But if Arizona is able to win this game, I think it's difficult to make the case that they are not a preseason top 10 team next year. And not only are they not a preseason top 10 team, I think they're a team that, like I said, I think you could see him maybe compete for a national title. We want Alabama. We want Alabama. We don't want anybody else. We want Alabama. Bring on Nick Saban. He's not ready for Jed Fish. But like I said, I think that Arizona is going to win this game 34-24, something along those lines. And um, I think it will also be a nice little uh, look for uh, Arizona to send uh, Oklahoma off to the SEC with their tails between their legs. But um, again, like I said, big, uh, big game for Arizona, obviously as well for Jed Fish. Um, You never know in this day and age with coaching football, Jed's going to be here next year for sure. But you certainly don't know about after that. Maybe um, maybe this is the year and then this is the year after where Jed Fish finds out or shows people that he can be the Lute Olson of Arizona football. Where you go to a program that had a little bit of history, not much, and you're able to kind of rework that into your own image. And again, if you go to a place like Florida or something, I totally get that's a dream job. But you're always going to be in the shadow of Urban Meyer and Steve Spurrier. If you're able to do what you're doing here at Arizona, you're going to be that guy. You're going to be, have the one that's going to be the statue right by Lute Olson. People rightfully give Fred Snowden credit, but let's, let's be honest here. This was Lute Olson's basketball program. But on that note, 34-24, back in the A. We will be back with you tomorrow. Like I said, great time to be an Arizona sports fan. Basketball and football of rolling and like I said, get in on eBay Motors right now. Beat John Schuster to the punch. But on that note, thanks for listening to Lockdown Wildcats. We will be back with you tomorrow.